0: Look at how much resources you have, time, money, energy, and then match that up with the best strategy, just on paper and just start there and get your feet wet. And it doesn't need to be something you do for the next 20 years. Maybe just be something you may do for 12 months and then you may make enough cash to be able to take the next step, right?
1: Hi, you're listening to Ready to Scale, the second season of That Really Happened. This season is focused on APS of real estate, asset, process, and strategy. Each guest on the show will reveal the assets they invest in and why they chose to do so. From multifamily to industrial, self-storage, mobile home parks, and more. Then, they'll uncover the processes, tools, and systems they've used to build multi-million dollar businesses. And finally, they'll uncover new, unique, and exciting strategies to invest in real estate. From co-working to buy and hold, fix and flips, co-living, and much, much more. Now, let's get the show started. Hi, guys. Welcome to Ready to Scale. I'm Ellie Perlman, your host, broadcasting from sunny California. When I'm not behind the mic, I buy multifamily properties with passive investors who partner with me on my deals. So Ready to Scale is our new second season here, where we focus on the business side of real estate, namely three key concepts that I like to call APS of real estate. A for assets, P for process, and S for strategy. By listening, you will learn valuable business principles to help your real estate business, whatever it may be, thrive and diversify. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to rate us and don't forget to like and follow along with me on social media as well. Okay, so for the month of January, I'm giving away the Guide to Increasing Your Property Income. The guide is built in three parts. So, part one of the guide will discuss ways to directly increase income from tenants, meaning strategies you can implement directly to collect more money from your tenants. Part two of the guide will discuss indirect strategies to increase income, meaning ways to make the property more desirable so more tenants will want to live there and perhaps even pay higher rents than some other cheaper options. Part two discusses ways to increase income. By implementing ideas that do not add any value to tenants, but still allow you to make extra money. You can find the guide at www.elliepearlman.com resources. All right, so our guest today is Anthony Martel, a partner of Martel Turnkey. Born in Toronto and raised in San Francisco, Anthony graduated from Loyola Marymount University with a BA in business entrepreneurship in 2017. He has been investing in residential and commercial real estate for the last four years and has built a rental property portfolio with over $5 in assets. Using the classic strategy of Burr, buy, rehab, rent, refinance and repeat, with only $20,000 in the bank, he basically went on to retire his parents in less than two years. He has over 100 single-family homes and counting, and several syndications in the works. So to date, he's sold more than $10 million worth of cash flow in real estate. He's also the host of his own podcast, Millennial's Guide to Real Estate Investing. And with all that, I would like to welcome Anthony to the show. Hey, Anthony, how are you?
0: Very good. Thanks so much for having me on the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think your, you know, achievements are very impressive. You know, you started with $20,000 and you know, what you've achieved in such a short period of time, that's pretty remarkable. Two years. years.
0: That bio is a tiny bit old. I think it said five. So we pretty much, we have a turnkey company, which does over a hundred homes a year. So that means we, you know, buy a property, renovate it, rent it out and then resell it. And then I think it said a portfolio of 5000000 bucks. million. We've just doubled that to like $11 million wow. in apartment buildings now. So yeah, it's been, it's been a steep climb for sure. Yeah. Now my dad, my dad quit, like it said, and my dad quit his job and joined the company of the business full time. And my mom still works a job, but hopefully she'll be leaving sometime soon.
1: That's, that's pretty amazing. How did you get started? I mean, you started with $20,000, but how did you find yourself in real estate?
0: Yeah. So I was in college at LMU and I still live here in LA. So I live in Culver city, but I went to LMU. I was studying entrepreneurship. I was graduating in a year. So it was my last year at LMU. I didn't want to go and get a job and work for somebody else. I had done that in high school and had an internship and I absolutely hated it. it. Everybody was like so slow and it would take three days to get anything done because you had to have you know five one hour long meetings to talk about one thing, and it was really slow and I growing up, I always had my own little business. I was always selling stuff, whether it was selling soda at school or selling knockoff items that I imported from China to you know on eBay. so growing up, I was that entrepreneurial kid, and everything was moving super fast and that's what I liked. I liked the hustle and the grind, and then going and working that internship in high school, it was like. Wow, this is so damn slow and I can't get anything done. And, you know, it was very different than what I was doing outside of school and that internship. So then in high school, in college, sorry, my brother took me and my dad to like a real estate investing seminar. We learned about just in one weekend, learned about flipping houses, rental properties, what people look for in the numbers. Not really much about apartment buildings or anything out of state, but more just like how to flip houses in California. And then what wholesalers are and that kind of thing. And we took that and we said, okay, let's try to do this in California. And you know, my dad had 40 grand saved up actually. And we were like, all right, let's try to flip houses in California and we'll use my dad's money. Me and my brother, will just do all the heavy lifting, find the deal, find the contractor, all that good stuff. And then dad will invest the money. We'll get a hard money lender and try to flip houses in California. And this was back in uh, 2015. So four years ago and then i 2015 2016 and then we tried to flip houses here in california made a bunch of offers you know making like 20 offers a month here in la and also in the bay area and you know after 6 months of doing that we we were like shit this isn't working like nobody's accepting our offer the the deals are selling way more than what we can ever pay for it we would place offers for 800 grand for like a teardown, And then they would sell for 1.2 million bucks. We would put 1.2 million in our spreadsheet and it was like not making any money. And we're like, this is not, and that's like after six months of doing it. Right. So 20 deals a month or six months, it was like a hundred plus deals now. And we're like, this isn't working at all. We need to get out of this game and do something else. So then my dad went back to his day job. My brother went and tried to be a realtor in, in the Bay area. And then I was at LMU, I was like, I need to figure something out. I don't wanna go and work for anybody else. I've done that before. And so what I did is I just started networking my ass off in LA on Bigger Pockets in person and started meeting with a bunch of people who were having success with real estate. So I would go and just message people all day long on Bigger Pockets and listen to all the Bigger Pockets podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And just learned about what other people were doing with very little cash and no experience to invest in real estate. And I figured out about this whole out-of-state investing thing and the burst strategy and how people were having success with very little money investing in these affordable markets and doing the burst strategy. Which for the listeners, the burst strategy is when you buy a property, renovate it, rent it out, Normally you put a property management company in place, but then you refinance it after. So that's the BRRRR strategy.
1: Yeah. And and I think we're definitely going to ask, you know, some questions around that because I know the listeners are interested in, you know, learning more about it. But I want to go back to like, you know, to the asset part. You're investing in single family homes. Can you tell the listeners, you know, why you chose to focus on that asset class?
0: Sure. Because it was the only thing we could afford. So that's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, because we were, we were looking at the multifamily side of things. And first of all, there's not much data on... I mean, you can go on LoopNet and find some stuff quickly and easily and figure out how much money you would need. But like looking at it back in the day, it was like, with 40 grand, how many units we, you know is 25% of what purchase price? right? And then you take that number and you're like, great, I can buy like 6 units or something. But then there goes all my money. And we realized that we had never done a deal before. So we're like, are we really going to put all our eggs into, into one basket and get into this big, heavy, you know, there may be 40 grand of HVAC repairs for six units, you know? So it just wasn't something that we wanted to pursue at that time due to just limited capital and realizing we didn't know what we didn't know yet. So that's really why.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And you know, when it comes to single-family homes, what's the number one pro and the number one con when it comes to investing in single-family homes from your experience?
0: Yeah. So the number one pro is that very easily financeable and very low cash to get into single-family homes. And then the biggest pitfall of single-family homes is just the vacancy. So whereas a multifamily, you're never going to be 100% vacant with single family homes, it happens normally once a year, you're a hundred percent vacant for at least one month. So that's the biggest pitfall. And that's why we've kind of, while we have the turnkey company doing the single family homes, I still think it's a great way for people to get started in real estate because it's very little capital. You can buy a single family home with 20 grand out of your pocket, but then the benefit of the multifamily, if you have the capital or can find a, someone good to invest with, then you know, you have the pros of the scale and all that kind of stuff and the value add and stuff like that, too.
1: Got it. So, you basically, you know, you started with single family homes. That's what you and, and your dad could have afforded, you know, could yeah. afford at that time. And that was a good place to start. And you grew your, you know, net worth and cash flow from there. you know, you mentioned you have a turnkey company and I want yeah. to kind of shift the conversation and talk a little bit about the turnkey strategy. Can you share with the listeners, what is a turnkey strategy and how you use it
0: Sure. in your business? So pretty much how that, first of all, we didn't get into real estate to start a turnkey company, right? It kind of just fell in our lap. So what happened is my last semester at university, I bought a house in Memphis, Tennessee. My dad had 40 grand right so bought a house for 30 grand 35 grand renovated it for a couple thousand bucks put a tenant in place found a property manager and then refinance it so did the burr and then that was all before I graduated and then I went to my dad and said hey here's your money back and I can keep doing this after graduating if you want me to I sure as hell don't want to go work for anybody else I was like give me 6 months and pay for my bills and I'll let me try to figure this out so six months later, or by the end of that year, we had like eight to 10 single family homes in Memphis, all flow and all making money. So then at that point, you know, we had that portfolio and people started reaching out to us to buy turnkey rentals or just, no, to just invest in real estate with us. They said, how the hell did you get 10 single family homes in Memphis, Tennessee? Why the hell Memphis, Tennessee? And how do I get started in real estate investing? So then we were like, hey, well, we have these homes that we haven't refinanced yet. Do you want to just buy them from us instead? We'll help you get a loan. We'll help you get insurance. And we'll give you the property management company. And that's when the turnkey business was started. So I made just a little website called Martel Family Realty and started posting houses that we hadn't refinanced yet. And then people started reaching out to us through there. And then that eventually led into Martell Turnkey, what it is today. And so pretty much now the process for the turnkey business is we go and buy a property, we renovate it, we rent it out, we put a property management company in place, and then we resell it to an investor. We help them get financing insurance and give them the property management company on the ground as well.
1: So that's, that's basically the process that you're using. That's the birth strategy. So you buy, you renovate the the property, you refinance, and then you basically sell it, I mean, kind of flip it. It's kind of a short, short term flip. How, how much time does it take from beginning to end?
0: So for those projects, they're anywhere from three to four months
1: three to four months, and you work with investors to basically invest in those homes, in those investments. What is yeah. the the general kind of returns that investors can expect when they're investing yeah. in something like that? Yeah,
0: good question. So most of those houses sell for like the $80,000 price point. They come in with 20% down. So 16,000 bucks, a couple thousand dollars in closing costs. So they're all in for just shy of 20 grand. And then those properties will rent out for like $850, $900. Then you have your taxes, insurance, property management, mortgage. And then pretty much they net around $250, $200 per month per door. And so the return on a percentage basis is around like a 15% annualized return for, for those investments.
1: Got it. And it's interesting because it's it's quick in and out. So you basically you invest your money in three to five months, you basically make your you know, your profit, and then you just move to the
0: next deal. Well, no. So that that's with somebody coming to our website and just buying a turnkey rental from us, just paying the $80,000 price point. On our end, we use a lot of investors' funds and use our own funds to fund those deals to get them mm-hmm. ready to be sold. So for us, yeah, it's a good quick flip on our accounting books. And then for the turnkey client, it's a long-term 30-year investment.
1: Got it, got it. I understand and and got so it. you're you're here in California. you're not so far away from me. I'm in Santa Monica, you're in culver city you're yeah. in l a terms we're kind of neighbors, and all of your investments are basically out of state, same as yeah. as my investments. What tools do you use to manage the renovation process and basically managing the assets? that are out of state? Because a lot of people basically think, you know what, I can only buy if it's in my neighborhood or my city, maybe up to two hour drive, I need to see it, I need to, you know, be close to my property.
0: Yeah, that's totally false. I mean, if you want to invest in, if you live where we live, and you want to invest two hours away, good, good luck to you, you know, so investing out of state is a challenge. But there's, I think it's a A beautiful thing when you can put the right systems in place and you don't even it's not even in and driving distance to where you need to fly there and it's a two or four hour flight. And you know, so now you set up systems in place because you know you can't be there to handle the stuff when shit hits the fan, pretty much. So what we do to set up systems in place is we have a really good CRM, and then we also have on our end to track all of our renovations, all the deals and all the workflows that are going on, the different stages. So every property has a you know, 10 stages that it's going through. So we can see just at a glance on, imagine just a table about where every single property is for the single family home side. And then the biggest thing is just having the right team on the ground, right? So the right contractors, right property management company, right realtors. And we have project managers now at this point, because we have like 30, you know, houses under construction at any given time. So having a project manager who then manages all the gcs it used to be us directly with the gcs or something like that but now we've you know hired a project manager person to manage all the renovations and we're you know we've bought 70 units of apartments this year in memphis tennessee and now we're getting to the point where it's like i can't keep just texting the contractors i need to put somebody in place to you know manage all the renovations. because we have you know 10 or 12 units vacant we bought one building and five units were vacant the next day. And I was like, holy shit, what are we going to do? And <laughs> so and my contractors are slammed for the next three months. And so it's, you know, you got to work out the kinks, but, you know, building the team on the ground to handle all the stuff that you don't need to do from being so far away.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely, you know, a really big misconception about not you know about having to buy in your you know in your market and it looks like you found a really good system where you're basically you know managing everything from far and in a way it's it's even a little bit easier even though it has its own difficulties than going every day and spending hours in you know in a building that is right across the street which might not be even the best use of your time. All right, so I think we have, so we've talked about the the process and investing out of state. We've reached to our final stage, the lightning round questions. Are you ready, Anthony?
0: Ready. All
1: right, what's your favorite hobby?
0: Favorite hobby, playing soccer. I play around five times a week over here in Playa Vista.
1: Oh, very nice, very yeah. nice. One thing that people don't know about you.
0: Probably that I was born in Toronto, Canada, and then I moved here when I was young. Most people think I'm just American, which I am. I have both passports now, but I was born in in Toronto.
1: Do you go back there often?
0: We go there every probably three years, two years. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we go back every two to three years. Cool. Very cool.
1: What do you wish you had known when you just started out?
0: That flipping houses in California shouldn't be touched. I don't know. I mean... The one thing that I wish somebody told me was to, and what I tell a lot of new people who are just starting out is to like, go and learn as much as you can about all the different ways to invest in real estate and then look at your resources. And, you know, we had 40 grand, we had no business in flipping houses in California. Like if you looked at the numbers, there was no reason for us to even think about that. That should have been automatically crossed off our list of stuff to try. And then, i you know now i tell new people starting off to just look at how much resources you have time money energy and then match that up with the best strategy just on paper and just start there and get your feet wet and it doesn't need to be something you do for the next 20 years maybe just be something you may do for 12 months and then you may make enough cash to be able to take the next step right so just get started and match your resources with the best strategy because we i wasted two years of time trying to flip houses, then wholesaling, and then trying to buy stuff in Fresno. And then, you know, it just never worked out.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. What's your number one advice to a real estate investor who wants to scale their business?
0: Scale their business, put systems in place and hire people. By hiring people, I don't mean you need to pay them a full-time salary, but even if it's just the project manager person who's paid, On a per project basis which is what we do and they they get paid 500 to a thousand bucks per project that they manage for us so i would go and get a crm you know yesterday and we use zoho crm if anybody's looking for a crm and we customize the hell out of it and then we also just you know bring the right people onto your team on the ground who can help manage all your projects
1: Mm -hmm. all right that's good advice so anthony where can people find you if they're looking to get in touch with you
0: great so the best place is probably on Instagram. I post a lot there and that handle is Martel Antoine. You can find me on Instagram. And then if anybody's interested in turnkey rentals or investing in apartment buildings too, we you can go to martelturnkey.com. We post all of our new properties there. We're actually sold out right now, but there'll be more coming.
1: All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.